You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drum. What a perfect introduction. COVID-19, out you go. This is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. My name's Joseph Toscana. I'm hosting today's program. I've got a very special guest I interviewed about five years ago, who I will talk to in a minute or so. But just like to remind you, the program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. And June is our Station Appeal Month. We couldn't have the radio fun because obviously we couldn't have thousands of people running around, you know, dropping dead from uh, answering the phone. So we've had to do it all virtually, which is really unpleasant. I don't like it, but uh, we still need money, you know, to keep 3CR on air. And as I keep saying to you, you can get a legal legitimate tax deduction. Do what the rich and famous do. Get a legal legitimate tax deduction for uh, contributing to your favourite charity, 3CR. You can do it in three ways. You can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. That's 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. You can ring, if you've got a credit card, you can ring 039 419 Or if you're like me, you're sick of all this computer garbage, you can always send a cheque or money order to Post Office Box... 1277 Collingwood 3066. That's post, 3CR, Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And remember, we're here for you. Help us out during this difficult time, and we'll be here for you next year at the same time. Welcome, Dr. Jacob Rumbiak. How are you? Good, thank you, uh, Dr. Joe. Look, two doctors. What else? What could be more comfortable having two doctors in the same room? What do you reckon, Jacob? <laughs> uh, one is a doctor to look after uh, people's health, including me, so that uh, I can stand strong in, in the world. But uh, the doctor is uh, talk about uh, how uh, policy will going to save the people. But uh, I think uh, two doctors is uh, can useful. When we use for wow. uh, protect the human rights yes. and also protect the world, and that doctor yeah. value is uh, yes. right. 
Well, well, I think... doctor also destroyed the world. Mm. <laughs> well, the reason I, I raise this is for a very important reason. When Che Guevara uh, was uh, landed in Cuba and about 80% of the people who'd landed had been shot as he was running down the gangplank of the boat, he had a choice. He could pick up his medical bag because he was the doctor for the, uh, the, the group that came into Cuba or he could pick up a submachine gun which had been dropped by one of his friends that had been shot dead and at that moment he picked up the gun and he said and he said and he said this was a pivotal moment in my life he said as a doctor I could help a few people like me but as a revolutionary like you Jacob you can help a whole people and that's the difference between us two as doctors yes yeah yes. now Jacob I interviewed you about five years ago so what I'd like to do is spend about 10 or 15 minutes talking about you then I want to talk about the situation in West Papua today and then maybe in the last 20 minutes of the program talk about what the West Papua independence movement is doing around the world and the role of the uh, office in Docklands uh, plays in that struggle. So Jacob, how old are you? Uh, I'm, I'm now uh, 65 years old. 65. And how long, how long have you been in Australia? Um, already 20 years. Uh, September is at 20, 20 years. 20 years. And how come you're in Australia? What happened? I came uh, I came in Australia 20 years ago. I think that's an accident uh, after I was in East Timor. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I established this uh, house. Hang on, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You were in East Timor. What were you doing in East Timor? Uh, I was there for... Um, I was part of uh, uh, one organization inside uh, Indonesia built by f- now former president like uh, Gustur Megawati, uh, number 10 president um, uh, Habibi. They they set up uh, one uh, body called Keeper. Mm-hmm. That's a committee independent to um, monitoring election in Indonesia. So uh, part of that said. Group, so they put it me in that group. Also, be, uh, was part of uh, uh, monitoring and observe in East Timor. And when I arrived in East Timor on second of August, nineteen ninety nine, and my other colleague of the leader of East Timor, they already prepared something to me to get the UN, the United Nations accreditation to work as a UN observer in East Timor. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so what's that what? story, I was in East Timor uh, between 2nd of August to 7th of September 1999. Mm-hmm. Then, after a referendum uh, announced by the United Nations, that's a majority East Timor choose uh, for independence, and at the time Indonesia destroyed all places, including human and all things in East Timor, so no way. So I flew together with the uh, International Federation for East Timor, I, uh, they call IFED, uh, together with the uh, UNAMED, flew from Baukau, second big uh, city in East Timor, to Darwin, 7th of September 1999. Mm. Then I stayed until today. Right. So you applied, what, for a... Um as a refugee or for political asylum? Uh, I think uh, difficult for I said refugee because at, at right. the time I didn't, I didn't say, you know, um, uh, you know, put 
in the uh, the line of uh, uh, formal refugee requirement. Mm. And they arrived, and then I, at the time I pretended that, say, oh, I'm very difficult. But later, uh, I, I didn't show my uh, passport, so they mm. asked, uh, oh, where are you original coming from? I said, I'm original West Papua, but I'm a political prisoner mm. until mm. 2007. So they checked my document in the airport. At the time, I was together with the Bishop Bello from East Timor also. Mm. He used a false passport also. Myself, I haven't have passport. Mm. So uh, when they checked me and they said, oh, you have document, you are still political prisoner. So mm. they said, okay, from immigration, they said, you direct going, you move to um, uh, International Red Cross. So I didn't uh, put in uh, like a... Uh, refugee detention or process? No, mm. they didn't. They only say from immigration. Okay, you move to. Uh, uh, that's uh, only around 50 meters to right. Um, right. Uh, international Red Cross, and yeah. then they yes. put me. They give uh, one document. Yeah. Yes. They said, okay, you will join with the uh, UNAMED to check you. Uh, right. They call psychologist something. Yes. Yes. Anger or something like that. Only that. That's process. Mm. So I, difficult for I said I'm refugee because I didn't follow the refugee requirement. Right, right. So let, let's go back. Let's go back a few steps. What does? How does a, a young boy from a remote area of uh, West Papua find himself in Timor? What uh, what part of uh, West Papua were you born in, and uh, how did you find yourself in Timor? What what happened in between? Oh yes, I was born in Highland. Mm -hmm. My parents, my my father and my mom, they came from Numfor Island. Mm -hmm. That's a, I think famous island when Second World War. Uh, that's uh, one of uh, the island uh, they call a surf uh, uh, area used by uh, uh, U.S. Alliance to uh, a frog jump to uh, Japan. So when you hear Numfor Island, that's my parents come from, but. My mom, he was born in uh, North Malacans, Ternate, uh, the Morotai area. Mm -hmm. That area also very famous when Second World War. So my great, great ancestor from my mom's side, they are a warrior, be a warrior. Uh, so at the time when they call Melanesian in uh, New Guinea, sometimes they call my tribe is a pirate from Pacific tribe. Uh, pirate is from my, my tribe, be a mm -hmm. tribe. Right. So my mom side, so my great great ancestors from my mom's side, they are West Papuan warrior uh, attack, uh, you know, uh, enemy. They, they call enemy from two area in Maluku from Bachan, uh, 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 like Bachan group there, and also Jay Lolo group, and then later Tidore, alternate Tidore Sultanate call my great great ancestors they call Grabesi troops from Biak mm -hmm. to help Tanate Tidore to attack uh, you know um, Netherlands uh, trade organization they call VOC mm -hmm. uh, that's why until today Indonesia said that we wish Papua uh, were under Indonesia by Tanate Tidore but that's wrong story mm -hmm. that's right so my parents come from Numfor Islands, 
but my father and mom, both of them teacher. My father, he's a priest. He's a first pioneer to uh, the bird head, the call um, Ayamaru area in the highlands. I was born in Ayamaru mm-hmm. in the highlands mm-hmm. on 1955, 11th of March. So you spent, as a young boy, you spent uh, time under the uh, Dutch col- colonization system. What was that like? Oh, that's at the time we are, uh, I think, uh, when we were under Dutch for 64 years. Mm-hmm. I can say that I still I still remember at the time we West Papua as a paradise, a real paradise. Uh, I think... Uh, I feel that the whole thing, we already got like special autonomy best in Pacific because hospital, uh, school, all free. If, uh, when I was grow up from a little boy from kindergarten until year two, and then I moved to a boarding school, Netherlands called Internet. So all children from different tribe be put in the um, boarding school, and they taught us very well. So not like now in Indonesia, they call special autonomy, and then they build uh, the call uh, boarding school is uh, based on tribe from Bia, Kwamena, and it's create you know a big problem because if every each uh, each uh, regency they must compete. That's a native compete with other regency with other tribes. So they create, uh, you know, um, like the fight that emperor, like Netherlands did to Net- yeah. uh, Indonesia yes. at the time. Mm. So that's a situation mm. when I compare mm. when I was under Netherlands and now. Very different. At the time, um, do you remember? Held you? also very, yeah. very good because it's, it's uh, distributed from uh, at the time they call residents from province until village. Mm. So not re- until. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember when the Indonesians invaded? You would have been what about eleven, twelve, or yes, uh, around 11, 12. Do you remember what happened? Uh, did it affect you uh, personally when they invaded West Papua, or did you see any yeah, changes? Yeah, when they arrived, they arrived in Papua. You know, they took all all stuff in a in a you know shop. They took people, you know, fresher because at the time all people have a, we have our own uh, fresh, uh, you know, freezer. Mm. Uh, that's a. Uh, it didn't use uh, electric, but use uh, kerosene. Right, kerosene fridge, yeah. So that's uh, mm. from village until city. Each person in the home, we have it. We have good clothes. All, all you know, are made in uh, Australia, Netherlands, by wool. So all we have is a luxury in West Papua. And when Indonesia arrived, they took and then they sent to Java. And they took bottle, you know, bottle when Netherlands was all like... Yes. Uh, we got like tin, we eat something from tin, we drink all something from bottle, and that's like rubbish place. And you know, uh, I still remember when I sent it to Numfor Islands, I, I was studying uh, secondary school uh, 1971 to 72 or 3. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, lots of aeroplane crashed there in the Second World War. All that's full in Ireland. But uh, 1985, when I sent it by government to inspect all in West Papua, all gone. Took by Indonesia to Jaffa. Mm. And also we have a very uh, good industry of uh, ship in Manokwari, they call Konatal, and also industry of wood. That's a b- when uh, uh, they would cut it and put from row until it's become, you know, s- setting of uh, uh, housing mm-hmm. and can export to Europe and Ch- China, Japan, all going, move from West Papua to Kalimantan and big one from Manokwari moved to Surabaya. So they took all from West Papua to Java and later they said we West Papua based on uh, the um, statistic, poorest province in Indonesia is a West Papua province. Right. That's very, very funny. Yeah, stripped bear. Did, um, did, they, did you see as a young man, uh, an overt military presence in West Papua with the Indonesians? As a young man, did you see, did the Indonesians uh, uh, set up uh, guard posts and a military uh, presence across West Papua? Yeah. Um, So how did life change? How did life change when you moved from the Netherlands colonisation to West Papua to uh, Indonesian invasion? How did life change for people? Um... This change is, uh, um, I believe that uh, um, lots of uh, information and document that uh, we only uh, victim of Cold War for uh, protect America Airlines' interest mm. is uh, to stop global issue of communists at the time. So uh, how transfer West Papua from Netherlands to Indonesia all by, um, I can say that uh, by crimes against uh, law, but also crimes against uh, 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 morality of uh, human. Uh, it means this one. Um, because uh, America involved, so they try to push Netherlands as America Airlines out from West Papua, and they try to use false door. Normally, at the time, we were together with African country, and at the Pacific, should solve our problem by um, UN self-governing uh, uh, committee. Now they call uh, the colonization committee. But for West Papua, we didn't pass that that's uh, right way. That that took us out from the. UN mechanism from the colonization system to agreement, New York agreement. So uh, we are now be part of Indonesia by wrong, and I can say that's a global crimes against West Papua rights. Mm-hmm. I want to go back. I want to. We got. We got a whole another forty minutes at least. So we have got plenty of time. I want to go back a few steps. When the Indonesians took over West Papua, did they set up military garrisons through the, through the country, or yes, they did, right? And how did that change the life of people, uh, West Papuans? Uh, yes, so um, to um, get West Papua, they use uh, military force. So that's why uh, on 19th of December, Indonesian 
first president announced three commando people, or you know, he said three commando rakyat. Uh, that means uh, rice, uh, red and white flag in all territory of West Papua. Second, he said consolidation and uh, consultation of all power of the people of Indonesia. And number three, he said pull out colonialism of Indonesia, uh, Netherlands, and take West Papua back as part of Indonesia. So that's the military power they use it. And uh, since uh, that's uh, uh, declaration announced by uh, Indonesian president, I call uh, government military of Indonesia, then since then, West Papua rights pull out. So uh, we West Papua live in life only in tear eyes, bloodshed, crying until today. And by that way, slavery and racism ongoing and ongoing, and it's not going down, but it's increased. Mm. And that's very, very dangerous come from that situation to, until today. Right. And to stop it, of course, we West Papua as a human, we are not stone or wood. We have brains. We should stop it. And then when the world can't help us, we can use what we can get in Papua to stop it. But we believe that we West Papua is part of the world. We have brothers and sisters in Pacific. We have our brothers and sisters in Torres Strait. We have in Solomon, Papua New Guinea, Vanuatu, Polynesian, Micronesian, and the world. Uh, that's why uh, we calling to our own, uh, the world family to stand up behind us because we also part of you, and uh, we should stop the uh, racism, slavery, colonialism because it is uh, truly. Um, uh, crimes against humanity. Now, I want, to, I want to go back again. Again, I want to go back. As I said, we've got a lot of time. I want to go back a few steps. When did West Papuans begin to resist the uh, invasion and colonization of Papua by uh, Indonesian forces? Yeah, that's. Uh, we started to resist and to win. Uh, the colonialism since Indonesia announced uh, Tricora, mm. 19th of December, 1961. So are you talking about armed resistance? Are you talking about peaceful resistance or a combination of everything? Uh, from from 1961 to 1962, we only come by an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have... Um, uh, 26 leader from 26 political party uh, elected by democratic system in April 1961. Uh, they knew that uh, we West Papua can win uh, the UN uh, progr- pro- program or process to transfer West Papua to Indonesia. So on 19 of uh, I'm sorry, 10 of November 1962, 
our one of our politician start set up state university today they call Chinrawas University with the uh, target is uh, we should educate our future educated uh, generation so that one time they can go into the UN and speak and they must change UN policy wrong did by them to create a uh, uh, big problem to Papua. So that's 61 to 62. Uh, we set up the state university today called Chinderwas University. That's first, first uh, legal, um, I can call legal institution uh, set up by Indonesia and West Papua in Papua, Chinderwas University. So we try to struggle by non-final struggle. That means we try to use our mind to change the wrong policy of UN. That's 1961 to 62. 1965, 20, 20, uh, 26 to 28th of July 1965, we have a West Papuan um, volunteer army uh, start confrontation with Indonesian military by military arms. And by that way, it's going until today. Why, but, why, the, why the change in tactics in '65? What happened to change people's minds that they needed yeah, to we, go into an armed struggle phase? We not change it. We only complete the uh, uh, strategic because when we talk about political rights, it means we must have four wings in the political movement. Because at the time, uh, 1965, we only used military arms, and the leader talked about independence, but only domains talking on the world and on the local and regional, only uh, military uh, used for uh, uh, talk about West Papuan independent movement. Mm -hmm. But after... uh, young generation like me, I'm, I think I'm a second generation from the first one. Mm-hmm. We look that uh, we should uh, com- completely uh, some uh, wings not yet in political movement. Right. It's a diplomatic intelligence and um, politics side, because at the time military only uh, on front. So, uh, we still uh, up and down to uh, change the strategy until uh, 2014. Uh, Melanesian Spirit leader said, "You should come meet us by unite leader, mm-hmm. and you saw us, you 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 people unite people, and also you saw us about your agenda. Uh, that's why for a long time, 1965 until 2014." December, uh, all group we agree that we come with United Liberation Movement for West Papua as a united body to uh, work closely with all political party uh, consult and consolidation, and we came with uh, four wings: is a political movement, diplomatic intelligent and military, four wings must 
under one commando, mm. and four wings must work coordinating, coordination work. Right. So we completely only on mm. 2014 until today. That's why when we say that's politics, that's mean we only complete four wings: mm. politics, diplomatic, intelligence, and right. military. Now I know you. I know you don't like talking about yourself, uh, Jacob. I understand that, but. Um, what role did you play uh, as a young man in um, the West Papua independence struggle and what price did you pay for that, um, playing that uh, prominent role? Yes, uh, when I was uh, start from, yeah, ongoing 11 until um, a guerrilla came out from Django, that's in 1965 to... Um, 69. Uh, my, I have a two two role. One is a, as a little boy. I always work volunteer. Uh, for uh, for uh, that's uh, I always uh, took you know food because mm-hmm. all commander of battalion is my mom. Uh, one is uh, my mom's small father. I lost his kill. He's assassinated by Indonesia military in the border. His name is Martin Brower. Mm-hmm. And now the two commando battalion also still close my father, cousin. Uh, my father, yeah, cousin. And my mom, cousin also. So uh, I grew up as a little boy. I always uh, took food. When they already arrive in the village, they can enter into the village. So I took uh, food and the water, sometimes uh, the medicine sent by uh, my uh, uncle, uh, gift to my parents, and then I took to them. And then uh, later, when uh, lots of people can't save in the village, and my parents tell me that's better if you're going uh, safe in the uh, forest with the military, because uh, lots of people in village already killed and animal shoot by military that fire the house, they fire the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so since there are uh, 90, uh, 66, I think I went to jungle, but when 1969, uh, uh, act of no choice, we call act of, act of no choice, but international call act of free choice mm-hmm. we came out on may uh, 1969 and when we were in the city after uh, uh, act of no choice and then uh, two years later uh, one year later 1970 all leader uh, kidnapped including a commander of the resistance uh, his name is very awom and another name is Erumander, uh, kidnapped and disappeared until today. So some commander thought that's better say you move to another place. So I went to jungle again to uh, join with military. And 1971, I, my parents sent me to island of Numfor to study mm-hmm. uh, at uh, secondary school until I passed my secondary school in 1973, and I'll back to Manokwari, and I spent two years in jungle again to command 
small peloton mm-hmm. for two years. And then after it, um, I back to city uh, after uh, Indonesia and UN make agreement. So I got scholarship to Java to study, continue study in uh, year 12, one year in Java, and I passed my high school. And they keep me in Java for almost 14 years. Uh, so I, I was a lecturer in State University also there. Mm-hmm. And work as a, a scientist for Eastern Indonesia until 1986-87. I sent back to Chandrawasi University. So that story, how I grew up, and then later uh, Jakarta tried to put me in that way to maybe change, like uh, maybe brains wash or brain wash, yeah, yeah. But by the way, when I was in Jaffa, I got big picture because I stand far away and I look to my home so de- dangerous. Mm-hmm. So when I sent it back to Papua 1986, I start to set up the movement. Uh, I believe that we should struggle by use uh, educated young generation so that we can struggle very well. I call like a good boxer or good uh, soccer player. So we not st- uh, play soccer in our backyard, but we also can play in the other people's backyard. Mm-hmm. So at the time I said, okay, we must set up our children movement. We set up from university. We should prepare our children from different tribes so that they can go back to tribe, talk about nationality, they look West Papua in one eyes, not only in the tribe eyes. At the time, we have leader already split. So uh, we try to teaching our children come from 312 different tribes when they enroll to university. And then we said, look, you look Papua only in God's eyes. So that you look, all tribe is a God source. You in Highland look after God source up there, you in the valley. Same you in the coast, same you in island. Mm. So the struggle for future is to look West Papua New One. One people, one soul, one nation, and one aim is a freedom. Mm. Uh, that's my uh, my uh, mission at the time when I start stra- study until I done it in university and then I came out. Today. Mm-hmm. How, wh- what position do you hold uh, in the uh, West Papua independence movement today? What's, what's your position? I understand it's a, quite a, a very senior position because of uh, the many years you've devoted to the movement. Yes, uh, I have uh, some position because I'm also one of a founding uh, student movement in 1986. How we started 1986 to 1989, and the 1989, first time me and my two colleagues from the uh, Department of uh, Law in university, we start with 52,000 children movement going to the street, and we success to uh, speak out about. Uh, the wrong policy said it by international 
also how um, Indonesian ambition to take over West Papua part of them is wrong, and then also we try to set up our student movement to maintain and teaching the people that we not struggle in the jungle, not in the overseas, but we stand on our land with our people, and we must fight to stop colonialism. So until today, my position also founding father of student movement, and second, I also uh, still run for an office of Federal Republic of West Papua because uh, Federal is uh, one of uh, three uh, founding uh, UMWP and also uh, I'm a spokesperson of UMWP today. Right. So could you explain to people what UNWT is? The United Liberation Movement of West Papua, or short is a ULMWP, mm-hmm. is a a unity body function is to consul- consultation with all political party affiliate in three organizations. We in the federal have a 16 uh, uh, organization movement under uh, work closely with um, Federal Republic of West Papua, uh, elected by Secretary uh, Congress in 2011 in Jayapura. And seven political party, they uh, they work very close with uh, coalition organization, mm-hmm. and also seven uh, organization movement uh, affiliate with uh, national parliament of West Papua. So three big political party in UNWP, uh, we should consolidation and also we should. Uh, uh, consultate with uh, our uh, political party and the leader about what we want going for. Uh, so that's U- United Liberation Movement right. uh, uh, position. So right. uh, we call that say UMWP is the tool of unity of all political movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is also the body for consultation and consolidation with all. Uh, uh, West Papuan organization movement for West Papua to put together what we want to going for so that we can come together with same voice, right. same agenda, mm. and same aim. Is, is this the first time since 1961-62 that uh, all the different uh, groups fighting for independence have been united or have they been united in the past? Yes, this this same. This First time. Mm. So it's this a historic moment. 2014 would, be, would have been a historic moment then. Yes. Uh, this this first time, um, and this uh, very, very historic moment mm. on 6th of December 2014. And that's, this uh, UMWP uh, sponsored and, uh, you know, facilitated by legal state nation country member of UN of Vanuatu. And of course, it's part of MEC leader uh, demand to West Papua. Mm. Uh, on uh, 2014, uh, July, when uh, Melanesian Spear Group was uh, meeting in Papua New Guinea. At oh. the time, uh, former Prime Minister Peter O'Neill, he's a uh, chairman. Mm-hmm. And 
he's the one called to uh, West Papua and also called to um, a Melanesian leader from uh, mm. Solomon, Vanuatu, Fiji, also New Caledonia, to come with the same voice that MSC can stand behind West Papua and they can bring West Papua to Pacific Island Forum, Africa, Caribbean, and UN. When West Papua can show to them we have united people, united leader, and united agenda. And mm. on uh, December, Vanuatu government uh, facilitate uh, place, and then we came with uh, agreement, and we signed uh, agreement there. They, we call uh, Saralana Declaration in Vanuatu on 6th of December 2014. Right. And by that way, until today, we got uh, real support from already last year, uh, 18 countries of uh, Pacific Ordi uh, gave voice to us to push UN to send fact-finding mission to West Papua, but until now Indonesia not allowed, not right. yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last December we have a 79 African-Caribbean Pacific leader or signed resolution. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will look for another yeah, country. Mm. So it has has it been put back on the decolonize, UN decolonization list, or are you getting very close to getting the numbers? Uh, already very close because uh, now we only wait uh, after COVID minus uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but the agenda already ongoing because uh, mm. we already we already push. Uh, the case in the White House in Washington already mm. ongoing, mm. and uh, did you for, think did from you th- Africa, Caribbean, Pacific? I right. think it's done. But yeah. um, this first time in uh, history that uh, Pacific Island Forum just last year uh, have uh, one uh, special representative to uh, UN Human Rights uh, Committee. Do you think? So, do you uh, think? Do you think the increased uh, movement politically by for West Papua independence, which has uh, attracted international attention, do you think that yes. has led to the increased repression and uh, military intervention we've seen in West Papua in the last uh, year or so, where there's been many fa- tens of thousands of people displaced and many hundreds killed? Do you think the Indonesian uh, government is becoming concerned about? your ability to actually raise West Papua independence is a real issue? Yes, I think uh, I think all all things is a process. All mm-hmm. things is a process. So uh, one thing is uh, this uh, this uh, what UMWP already ongoing is uh, we already get we already got uh, like uh, um, uh, informal meeting with the UN Security Council already. Mm-hmm. So they only said that we need recommendation come from uh, Supregional. That means MEC. Uh, so we only wait that uh, when uh, COVID-19 already pass, mm-hmm. we pass it, and then uh, MEC will meeting for uh, announce, formally announce that we have uh, UMWP full member. So when we are full member, they, our status already stayed. Right, country. Right. So getting it's back mean, to yeah, I just want I want to get back to West Papua. What's, a lot of people are interested in what's happening today because even in in the mainstream media, we have seen 
increased reports about repression in West Papua. Can you bring us up to date with, 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 with what is actually happening on the ground in West Papua today? Yeah, uh, the ground people in West Papua today is uh, worse and worse. It's it's worse, not 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 decrease decrease this increase. Uh, since uh, uh, COVID nineteen, that's uh, a silence operation, uh, very massive, and that's not secret. Uh, they have a tank operation, you know, tank for war. It's already sent. Uh, almost 32 tanks already, uh, like mm-hmm. around five, seven in uh, Wamena, in Timika, also the, the area of a freeport, in uh, Jayapura, Manokwari, also like that, Sorong. So that's a military round, and uh, what West Papua is scared today is not COVID. Because those dead, there around seven people or twelve. That's not Papuan. They Indonesia killed by COVID. Papuans, they free from that COVID. Uh, but we still talk to them that you must careful. And then today, I start the COVID. Uh, they call lockdown, but in Papua not lockdown because governor governor of uh, an embe from province of Papua already announced lockdown. Mm. But Indonesia still sent. Uh, the people there, including military, increased there. So, uh, last week, uh, our guerrilla shoot one of uh, the call, uh, you know, a civilian driver, driver of a, a motorbike. Indonesia said that he's a civilian, but it's not. It's he's a intelligent of uh, army. He he has a good uh, middle ranking. So. Uh, our Liberation Army also fight with the military, ongoing, very silent in COVID situation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jakarta already confused that uh, uh, the situation should stop by uh, use military, but uh, they can't do it because now Papuan's people also, student movement now, now they organize a big student movement to go into the street. Already right. start last week. Mm-hmm. And so look, they've got they've got armed resistance in the yeah, countryside, so now, and they've got uh, uh, now they've people got, of West Papua. They said we stay, yeah. we will die. Better mm-hmm. if we fight. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. fight, we die. It's better then we fight, we die. Mm-hmm. So now we prepare it. Now we prepare civil civil power to uh, consolidation and uh, socialize our people. Prepare for next year, twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. It's a special autonomy finish. So today we said, uh, I better say educate our people preparing for next year, reject special autonomy and calling for referendum or calling for transfer administration because we already have a political organization already prepared. We have agenda already prepared. So two ways. So today people in West Papua already consolidation from Philips until city and also our children in Jaffa, Bali, Sulawesi consolidate. So now police, military always come to visit our children in children uh, dormitory in uh, Jaffa, Bali, Sulawesi, uh, in uh, Kalimantan, mm-hmm. until Maluku, right. West Papua also. But I look that uh, Jakarta will lose because now people, the people of Papua, they not scared. 
the face with gun now. In They've the had city, enough, in the yeah. police. Can I get back? Yeah, can I get back to what's actually happening in West Papua? Are there areas of West Papua that are actually uh, under control of the West Papua independence movement, or is it more of a, a guerrilla movement which moves around constantly, or do you control areas where the Indonesians are being kept out? Uh, yes, that's in the Nduga, that's capital city of uh, Nduga in Highland, Central Highland. Mm-hmm. And other one is uh, in, uh, they call Alguri, Alguri, also uh, one of capital city of one uh, district up there. Uh, so that's uh, our guerrilla, they, that's, that's just, uh, we call, uh, you know, from um, uh District Commando 3, because we have a 19 commando district around Papua. Mm-hmm. This is Commando Liberation Army. But this one up there is only, we just got one district commando. That's Commando 3. Uh, so we still give order to not move until we will uh, pass one level that. When we talk with Jakarta and fail in the table, and then we will fire all cities. So no choice. No choice. So, no uh, choice are, are there any, are there any? Is there any interaction or discussion with Jakarta on an official uh, level? We already, um, on, uh, I talk diplomat with one of uh, uh, Trump ambassador in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't explain to... No, no, I understand, I understand. But I'm just saying, uh, are, 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 tell, there are contacts. I all, I, all I need to know is, are there contacts between the independence movement and the Jakarta government? Do you think they, they're looking for a solution, which is not military? No, no. No? Yo, no, Jakarta can Jakarta already said that Timor is last. Last First one. and last. Right. We already... Signal is for us already clear. Mm-hmm. We also no choice. Right. So we will fire two city, big city. So we said, okay, Commando Three, you fight up there. But when we move, we also don't care. Civilian of West Papua Indonesia, you will find a way. Right. This movement. So, so, there is, so, so there's movement. no interaction. Indonesia is not interested at all in coming to an agreement, even for autonomy. No, Indonesia can interest because yes. Australia, America, and all those behind, that's the kitchen there. No, they're totally behind, exactly right. Yeah, so right. we must fire all yes. things so that they must think. Stability, not for Papua. Mm-hmm. We already choose for our die. We, we die already. Yeah, well, we saw that a few months ago anyway. We saw that, what's happening. Already. Well, so you, that's you, why you, I, I mean, want you, to tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. when I meet with ambassador, one ambassador, because Trump uh, sent him, he said, we look, that you already close with China, with Pacific. I said, no. Who choose us for fight? He said, White House, not us. Mm. This strong message. This us, and this land is us. We know the land, we know the strategic for win the battle. Mm. But when we want to fight, we don't want the world to help both of us. Indonesia and West Papua, please, mm. don't help both of us. And we look, who can survive in the land of West Papua? Mm, that's right. I just, just, we've got about five minutes. I just want to talk about the um, office here at uh, Docklands. Has it been useful for the West Papuan independence movement to have an office in Docklands? Has it been of any use? Oh, very much. The office is a very help because 
this office work closely with the office in uh, Oxford uh, uh, because now president of a uh, UMWP is uh, Benny Wenda and he's a very humble leader although he's young but he's always here from his elder his those senior from him and I'm one always very close with him so we this office work very close because this office uh, also uh, prepare like uh, you know flag uh, also um, uh, some uh, paper some uh, like uh, uh, sticker and all things that's from office so you've been and able also to this use office it? is very useful because mm. uh, one of uh, uh, legal office on the world is uh, uh, the office uh, you, you support with uh, all uh, mm. supporter. Uh, this uh, this uh, only f- one formal office on the world. One in Oxford yes. is uh, uh, use uh, one room in Oxford University there by a friend in Oxford. Mm. But they still like uh, not like uh, we have in here mm. uh, pay uh, pay rent. Uh, so uh, this office is a very useful, and I think it's famous. Yes. Uh, people know, and sometimes they say that the fire of the movement is in here, right. in Melbourne. But right. I, I, I never said, oh yes, because uh, I always recognize that all place, small or big place around the world, we work unite. But they said, oh no, you have a good office, and the movement, higher movement in. In the world, is always in Australia, and they believe that this office is very useful for it. Well, that's good. Look, I look. I've been pleased to um, talk to you about the current situation and your own life. I mean, uh, I do know there's a, a uh, it's going to be a, a big uh, function on the thirteenth of September, which I'll speak about at another date, and maybe we could speak about that later on. But look, I'd like to encourage people. I think, I mean, you're listening to Jacob, who's a senior member of the West Papuan Resistance Movement, Dr. Jacob Rumbiak, and I'd like to encourage people to become part of the Wren Collective. We are short about 15 people. The office has been there now about five years, and the whole purpose of the office is to we pay the rent, Australians pay the rent. That liberates the West Papuans into actually been 100% behind their independent struggle. So if you want to be a member of the West Papuan Wren Collective, give me a call on 0439 0439-395-489, and I'll give you the details. It's a dollar a day. It's very simple. You can do something positive. It's not a charity. It's basically there to assist an independence movement and assist the people who've lost over a half a million people in the independence struggle over the last 60 to 70 years um, and gain their independence. And, I th- and as Jacob said, it, it, it plays an instru- a central role in that struggle outside West Papua. Now, Jacob, I'd like to thank you for coming on the program. It's always a spl- pleasure to speak to you. Oh, you're a very humble person, but a very strong person, and I'd like to... Uh, Wish you all the best, and uh, hopefully I'll come to your 100th birthday party in 35 years' time. Yes. And also, <laughs> uh, before uh, end, I also would, would like to, I mean, on behalf of the United Liberation Movement for West Papua, also the people of West Papua inside and outside, we're so uh, proud that we have uh, you, Dr. Joe, and also 
Arden Collective and all um, people behind this movement. Also, we would like to thank our friend Indonesian students around Indonesia. And Indonesian people have noble heart today. They stand for West Papua. Right. Also, the world people and the people of West Papua. We believe that uh, we West Papua are not against Indonesian people because uh, they are noble nation. And today they also stand behind West Papua. Uh, we work together to push Jakarta to uh, open the way to uh, let West Papua choose the future because future of West Papua also future of Indonesia and future of the world. I think this uh, uh, the message we give to Indonesian Thank people, right. our people, and also mm. the world. Thank you also for our brothers and sisters of Pacific, Polynesian, Micronesian, Melanesian, especially uh, Dr. Joe and also Tricia already contribute lots of uh, things for uh, West Papuan people. Yeah. Once again, thank you. Well, thank you very much for spending an hour talking to our listeners at 3CR and hopefully they will all um, support the West Papua Independence Movement and hopefully a few will be able to help us financially. All the best and all the best to you and everybody else in the movement. Thank you very much. You are welcome, Dr. Joe. Thank you. been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.